Welcome to the best kept secret video cast and podcast from Centricity. If you're a B2B service professional, use our five-step process to go from the grind of chasing every sale to keeping your pipeline full with prospects knocking on your door to buy from you. We give you the freedom of time and a life outside of your business. Each episode features an executive from a B2B services company sharing their provocative perspective on an opportunity that many of their clients are missing out on. It's how we teach our clients to get executive decision makers to buy without being salesy or spammy. Here's our host, the co-founder and CEO of Centricity, Jay Kingley. I'm Jay Kingley, co-founder and CEO of Centricity. Welcome to another episode of our Best Kept Secret show, where I am happy to welcome Kashif Zaman, Chief Consultant of Pivot. Pivot is a future savvy management consulting firm that helps companies up to 50 million in revenue strategically transform their business model while staying true to their visions and values. Kashif is based in Chicago, Illinois. Welcome to the show, Kashif. Thanks for having me. Um, I'm glad to be here. I'm both a consumer of uh, all sorts of uh, goods and services. And of course, I work with lots of businesses. I want to focus on those that are selling to consumers. And one of the uh, things which I think is both great, sometimes a little bit overwhelming, is when I want to buy something, there are so many different channels, typically, that I can go through in order to make a purchase. And obviously you think of the big boys like an Amazon, but oftentimes there's all sorts of specialty retailers and other intermediaries that also offer these goods and uh, uh, for sale. And I'm seeing that obviously big companies have their own websites, but I'm beginning to see a bit of a trend in the, in the smaller, more boutique companies also thinking about how you they establish their own direct-to-consumer channel. Now, I'm sitting here thinking to myself, so I'm going to look at all the different places that I can buy and see where I get the best deal on this product. And, and I often found, find it interesting to see how these channels are competing with each other. And it, I often wonder a little bit when I go, uh, when they have a direct to consumer channel as to why they're sometimes undercutting the other intermediaries. I, I don't know, are they trying to uh, disintermediate and only go direct and basically cut out these other channels? Um, not clear. And when, when I've talked sometimes to the companies, uh, they'll sit there and say, well, we have channel managers and each channel manager is responsible for maybe it's the relationship with one of the intermediate channels. Maybe it's their direct channel and they're all operating like fiefdoms and, you know, may the best channel win and they're competing. And I get the sense that in many cases, the business owner is saying, I like that, how, you know, all our channels compete against each other. Only the finish will survive, very Darwinian, all that uh, kind of words that you hear. Now, I know that you and your firm have a lot of expertise in this area. So, Kashif, I got to ask you, is this the way companies that sell to consumers should be thinking about their channel strategy. So thanks, um, Jay. In fact, um, that's how the game has been played for a very long time. 
but the tectonic shifts that have been taking place, not just the Amazon factor, but um, because of COVID and everything, everybody got a chance to do a reset, rethink uh, about their business. So if you're a brand thinking about where am I selling, your obvious um, desire is to sell yourself, get directly with your customers. But when you go to the market um, and you start selling directly, it doesn't um, it's very hard to acquire the market share that you want to have when you open your e-commerce site. You need, you don't have the traffic. You don't have Amazon has the traffic. Your retail channels have the traffic. They have the infrastructure. So how do you do that and do that in a way that your retail channels are not um, uh, angry with you uh, because you're stealing their share. How to do that successfully is one of the biggest challenges people are facing. So while your team may be structured as a brand to have channel uh, managers, and I think that's that's a very well-oiled machine, but it's been disrupted now. Um, so I think that's the biggest uh, opportunity we see in the market when it comes to change and uh, managing change in, in a way that you can become a company that's mostly selling directly to your consumer. So, so Kashif, are you, are you saying that the challenge now for many uh, direct-to-consumer, DTC, as it's known, businesses, is to learn to manage multiple channels in an integrated fashion or is the game to become a single channel, which is your own direct-to-consumer channel, own that customer. And really what you're talking about is how you manage the transition away from the Amazon and, and many of these other specialty channels. Ultimately, if a customer wants to do business with you, they come to you directly. What is it that you're seeing for most is the right way forward, or, or, or maybe I should ask more generally, how should you think through that issue? Absolutely. So unless you're like a true um, native uh, direct-to-consumer brand like Dollar Shave Club or somebody like that, uh, you have a portfolio of channels. You should sell everywhere. You should offer it to the, the to the convenience store or the or the big brand retail um, or or yourself also. So everything is a channel strategy portfolio, and you have to belong. I uh, have to bring yourself to that portfolio in the right way, so it's not conflicting with the other channel partners. And that's the biggest opportunity. I, I've heard the word omni-channel thrown around a lot. For those that uh, don't understand what that means, maybe you could explain what is meant by an omni-channel strategy and how does that relate to what you're talking about? So omni-channel has been used in a lot of different contexts, technology context and marketing context. But I think if you're a brand, uh, trying to go to market, your go-to-market strategy involves a customer's journey. So customer journey is fictional until you have a direct insight into the transaction that's happening. If you're not selling directly, you don't have that insight. You don't have the data. You were not there when the transaction happened. You don't know what happens after that transaction because you don't necessarily have access to that customer, um, right? So omni-channel becomes a true strategy for you. Even if your direct-to-consumer business is only 5% of the business, 5% of your transactions are 
happening directly. You happen to see that transaction happen in real time on your website. You have that data. That 5% data is more important than all of your um, all of your transactions that are happening outside somewhere because you, do, you, you don't see it. So that gives you your true first omni-channel opportunity because now you can see everything happening in front of you. So this uh, is a great segue into what I want to talk about next, which, you know, we talked a little bit about some of the issues that people are having with channel conflict and looking at each of their channels to market through blinders and and creating fiefdoms and silos. And, and you've talked a bit why that's not the right way forward. So in terms of what you are advocating, I'm hearing this idea of omni-channel where you are managing all your channels to market. But I'm also hearing something else, which is that if you launched your business and you're still running your business, using others exclusively as your path to the marketplace, you really need to be sure that you have a direct to consumer channel, obviously is yours. And what I'm hearing you say, which is something that I, I think a lot of people haven't quite gotten their head around. It's not about necessarily the volume that you're putting through that channel, but it plays a disproportionate role because that is your true source of intelligence around your customer's journey because that's the source of the data that you need that will help you across all of the channels you have. So speak a little bit more, if you could, about what it is that you would advocate somebody who's in the business of selling to consumers to do when it comes to their channels? So number one, there are three things here. Number one, you cannot, you should not try to compete with the retail partner by replicating them. Imagine any product details page when you have the picture on the side, you have the information, you have a little description, you have all the options available for your product. If you end up replicating exactly that, on your own website. You're essentially mimicking everything that the retail channel is doing, and now you're competing on price. You should not do that, right? So that's number one. You should do something very different. And the key is do something that can, that the retail channel will never be able to do. They are operating with a template. You don't have to, right? That's number one. Number two, um, typically what happens with brands is they have two uh, two different sources of you know when they talk about e-commerce or direct to consumer they think technology they think it's a technology project it's not mm. it's not a technology initiative it's a business model innovation you have to do right so um while your marketing folks are and they are you know they're coming from advertising so they're giving you a dream state they're giving you a fictional idea of what the experience would look like and your technology side is trying to fit you in a template um, because that's what the cost saving that's what the technology requirements are in the middle of the two you end up with a very generic or half-baked sort of idea, and now you're not better than Amazon, you're not better than the other retail partner on online, um, and you're kind of catching up to them, and there's no point in doing that, number one. And third point I wanna make is, when you are direct to consumer, like I said, only small portion at the beginning is direct to consumer when you go live, you don't have the traffic, right? 
but you own that data now you can create your post purchase experience because you have that customer you have their email address you can talk to them directly so you have the opportunity to not just be a product brand you can be a customer experience brand you just unlocked that opportunity that opens up the door for a true business model innovation in your space so these are the opportunities with direct to consumer for brands that are not today direct to consumers three terrific points but i want to ask you about a fourth okay and that's pricing and you've alluded to it when we started our conversation about competing with your channels getting into price wars that you're initiating with your uh, retail channel partners. So is there ever a circumstance where you would say you should be undercutting your channel partners? Or is that something like, do not go there, you cannot go there? Great question. Honestly, neither. You, what you have to do is go to a, do a blue ocean uh, play here you will never be competing with them because what you are offering on your own website is something different. And not every brand has that opportunity, but many brands uh, do. They, If they think creatively, they will create an offering that is not just the physical product. Comes with that is um, a whole experience that goes into the future and your loyalty with that customer has a different meaning. And if you're able to successfully package that and create that, you can you don't have to compete and the price will never be um you know apples to apples once you package that service in the right way i love that that is so insightful um it's not a or b it's c yes, and exactly. uh, that's tremendous all right so i think uh everyone in our audience who's in this space is now quite interested in uh what you are saying in fact i think a lot of people should be quite intrigued going to raise the bar there, what you're saying. But we still have to make the case in terms of uh, the decision maker and the business. So, so let's move on and talk about if I'm that decision maker, I'm that business owner, or I'm running a business unit, and I am that, uh, if you will, chief executive of this business. Um, and I say, uh, if you really uh, have captured me, I want to move down. What is that going to do in terms of the emotion and, and, and all that that I have been dealing with. How's that going to change by adopting what you say? Awesome. Number one, um, com being comfortable with change and drastic change or, or disruptive change in a way that it doesn't feel risky. First of all, you have to set the stage in a way that not changing is riskier. Is that true for your business? Um, Chances are it is true. You know, the retail channels that most brands that I'm talking about, they, where they used to sell, those retail channels, those giants are uh, have trouble. They are gone, right? Now you're stuck with Amazon. Uh, and you know what the, what the, what it does to your brand. You are one of the generic templates right next to an extremely generic brand. You are much better than them. You are much more experiential than them, but you ended up 
on the same template, right? You're playing with words in order to prove yourself in a better way will change that. And that's what needs to change. So emotionally, what, uh, what goes through the organization is this realization, number one. And when, once that realization is established, we have to take away the risk factor from it uh, and create a constructive dialogue. Who is having that dialogue on your table? Well, customer service on one side, marketing, technology have to sit together and the conversation has to be orchestrated as the technology is not worried about what do we need to build. Don't worry about that. Come to the table with an ideation mindset, help the marketing folks, sales, marketing folks and product. You need a business model innovation. You do not need a technology project. You don't need a marketing campaign. You need a business model innovation. That's what we are building on that table. And not to mention, I, I can't imagine any business executive uh, likes it when they're told channel partner X is on the phone and they are angry because yes. of what you have done. And, and yeah. doing what you suggest really just eliminates that possibility from, from really happening. So let, let's let's talk about the benefits to the business um, the more tangible things that a business would experience when they make this change to an omni-channel with their own direct channel and not competing with all their other channels. So yeah. talk about the business benefits there. So number one, you will generate data of your own. That data has an intrinsic, it has a monetary value that it's your equity. Your product was your equity. Now your information that what you know about your customer is your bigger equity, uh, number one. So that we have to add to the equation. Your uh, direct, I, uh, you know, we've seen brands where um, you know, they decided, I've had this moment where I've seen a brand deciding to pull their products from Amazon because their own website might be one-tenth of the traffic, but they have 20% higher margin on it. And it just makes sense to be the number one search result on Google as compared to their own, uh, you know, Amazon page. So when that happens, you know, that's the, that's, that's the moment we are looking for. That's the most tangible thing. And I've seen it uh, a few times. Okay, very good. All right, so uh, I think you made some compelling points. If I'm that executive in a DTC company, I'm saying, all right, Kashif, what is it that I need to do to implement the things that you are recommending? What would that look like? Number one, reproductize your offering. Uh, think about, uh, look at your products today and say, do I need to sell this physical piece or is there something bigger? Is, is there a problem? It's a benefit to the consumer I'm offering that could be extended in a much bigger way. Can it turn into an experience or a service? If your brand has that opportunity, you need to sit down, create that paradigm with all of your uh, key teams, marketing and product uh, and customer service at the same time. That's number one. Number two, you know, create an inescapable decision journey on your website. Inescapable means this. When you go to a retailer, they have many brands. They have a lot more options for the consumer. You will never compete with that. Don't even try, right? Don't try to compete with, uh, with the retailer. They have more options than you. What you're creating is your product and you're creating a decision, uh, 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 you know, experience that is has to be inescapable. 
like I got what I need among these options that I see here. Yeah, that's what you have to create. Uh, it has to be compelling enough that, you know, they don't have to go elsewhere. Or even if they do, they'll come back, right? So how do you create that? That That's a step-by-step -step process you have to engage in. And number three, you have to posture for flawless execution in this space. When you decide to start your e-commerce business, you can absolutely pick up one of those, you know, Shopify, BigCommerce, any of the platforms, but you're starting with a template. You have to do more than that, and you have to put your, your money there and de-templatize it, create something that doesn't exist and retailers cannot replicate. And that's where you cannot cut corners. That's the one place where you should not cut corners, right? And that's where the biggest, one of the biggest mistakes people make is that looking at price and saying, let's go live. Let's see what we can do. No, don't create the business model of innovation and manifest it in your experience online. And now your your uh, media dollars uh, trying to get traffic are worth it, right? So those are the three areas I would work on. You've given us a, I think, a very compelling roadmap on how to implement this version of an omni-channel strategy with your direct to consumer as one of the channels that you are going to be managing. So we are going to take a quick break, and when we come back, we're going to learn a bit more about you, Kashef. Are you wondering how much longer you have to grind and chase for every lead conversation and client? Would you like clients to knock on your door so you no longer have to pitch, follow up, and spam decision makers? While Centricity's Category of One program uses a proven five-step process that will help you get in front of the decision makers you need by spending less time doing all the things you hate. It's not cold calling, cold email, cold outreach on LinkedIn or any other social media, or even spending money on ads. But it does have a 35 times higher ROI than any of those things, leveraging your expertise and insights at your prospects and network value. The best part, even though you'll see results in 90 days, you get to work with the Centricity team for an entire year to make sure you have all the pieces in place and working so you can start having freedom of time and a life outside of your business. So email time at centricityb2b.com to schedule an 18-minute call to learn more. Welcome back. We're talking to Kashif Zaman of Pivot. Kashif, let's talk about you and your team at Pivot. What are the pain points that you solve for your target market? And why do they need you to get rid of that pain? Absolutely. So at Pivot, we are a change management uh, consulting company. Our biggest focus right now is brands who are going direct to consumer and they're trying to figure it out to do it in the right way. So we will um, we will help them avoid their channel conflict. We will help them uh, f uh, figure out exactly how to go to market in a way that they can get their fair share of direct to market. We will help them establish their return on investment and in this process, we will also show them the value of the data that they are collecting and their post-purchase experiences. So that's kind of what, what our focus is. I, I don't need to tell you that there are seemingly countless uh, consultants and firms out there that deal with marketing, that deal with change management. Uh, when you're on the client side, every client I know wants to work with the best, not the average, the best. So I'm going to ask you directly, what is it that 
makes you and Pivot great at what you do? There's a very clear focus in my head uh, on the fact that you can change. You should never change why you're in business and what drives you, what's your passion point. And as long as you don't change your why, you should be able to change everything else. And to do it successfully is what our focus is. So why, how, how do we help with that? We have a very good way to, um, to sort of focus at the big picture and focus in the trenches at the same time. Uh, you know, I have the ability to sort of zoom in and zoom out in real time in every conversation, every decision we're making and to do, uh, and that's what we have mentored our team to do. So when we do that successfully, I think we're, we make a lot of great progress for, for the clients. Now, I encourage our audience to go to your LinkedIn profile. They can get a sense of your education and your career and all the terrific things that you have done, but I'm going to ask a slightly different question. I'd like to understand what's happened in your life, be it personal or professional or some fusion thereof, that would explain why you started Pivot and why you do what you do. Yeah. Um, Jay, I'll tell you a very quick story here. Uh, about 20, 25 years ago in college, um, I was in an engineering college and I um, you know, with like five of us sitting in a dorm room, we decided that, hey, why shouldn't we host an arts and theater festival in this university? Now, it was an engineering college. They had no drama club. They had nothing. They had no precedence of any such thing. And we just uh, just came up with that idea. And long story short, four um, months later, we held the largest festival, arts and theater festival in the university. 400 students were helping us. We had three days of festival. We invited people from 21 countries and kids and um, everybody had a great fun. That festival is still held at, um, uh, at my engineering university today. I got a high from that. And I, for the rest of my 21 years of my professional life, I'm just catching up to that high. I want to feel that again. And that's what this is all about. We've accomplished a lot in those 21 years, but I've never really felt that again. That's what I'm striving for. All right. We're not building bridges. We are yeah. building brands and businesses. Kashif, I, I think that you've talked about some things today, which a lot of companies that are in uh, e-commerce and, and retail are really struggling with. So if someone wants to continue the discussion with you, what's the best way for them to contact you? Absolutely. It's um, easy. You can come to our website. It's uh, pivot.co, pivot.co, but it's pivot with a Y, P-I-V-Y-T.co. Um, and that's a little nudge, uh, you know, note no to that point of, you know, start with Y and never change your Y, but change everything else. See, here, I thought it was just engineers aren't really good spellers, but <laughs> you've actually given me a much better uh, explanation. By the way, we will put uh, Kashif's uh, contact information in the show notes and as an insert into the video, make it easy for people to reach out and continue the conversation. Kashif, I want to really thank you for coming on today, shining a spotlight on something that I think people are struggling with, they haven't figured out yet. You have been incredibly insightful. You've challenged a lot of the conventional wisdom that you've done so in 
a compelling fashion. To my audience, let's continue to crush it out there. Until next time.